Welcome to the Limitless Potential Podcast, where together we will dive into the personal, business, and career-rich tips, techniques, stories, and experiences of some incredibly successful and inspirational people, each with their own perspectives and journeys, and each with golden nuggets of wisdom which might just change your life. I'm Tracy Stone, and I'm a master trainer in a number of career supercharging techniques, a transformational coach, international best-selling author, inspirational speaker, and a woman discovering and evolving my very own limitless potential day by day. another episode of Limitless Potential. I'm delighted today to welcome a really good friend of mine, one of the most wonderful people that you will ever meet. Her name is Inish Vash Pereira. She is Associate Partner of People Advisory Services at EY, that's Ernst & Young, and she's joining us today from beautiful Lisbon. Now, with more than 18 years of experience in consulting, strategy, innovation, and technology in multiple sectors, Inesh is an inspirational leader who has a natural talent to engage people in successful journeys of change. I know this because I've seen her in action many times. She is special. So Inish has led technological transformation projects in energy, in retail services, telecommunications, aviation, technology, banking, construction, insurance, and also the public sector. So what Inish doesn't know about fixing problems and making things better is not worth knowing. She joined EY, that's the famed top tier consultancy, Ernst & Young, in Portugal in 2021, and is associate partner in People Advisory Services with a degree in social and organizational psychology, a European master's in industrial relations, and an executive master's in business management, it's no wonder that Inej's career has been on the fast track. In fact, she has, through her inspired leadership and delivery style, garnered a top-class reputation, resulting in many exciting growth opportunities. And she's here with us today to talk about her journey and how she taps into her own amazing limitless potential. Welcome, Inej, and thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, wow, Tracy, thank you so much. It's my great pleasure not only to meet you again as my dearest friend, but also to be honored to be part of your network and of this amazing project that you're leading and that you're truly making the difference and helping people to grow. So the pleasure is all mine. And uh, thank you so much to find me in Portugal, uh, here in the beautiful Lisbon, and to allow me to share some of my small things that actually have making me create big things. So in a very transparent way, this is exactly how I would love to start this conversation, is to say a big thank you to you and to your project. And a big thank you to consider myself as a, uh, someone that who can have a story to share. Thank you. Oh, my gosh, it's my pleasure. And straight away, right off the bat, I already love what you said, making big things out of small things in a great, positive, powerful way. Love that. So let's dive on in there. And as we always do, we're going to start by learning a little bit about you and how you grew up and how you made the choices in life that you've made and how that's turned you into the incredible woman you are today. So Inish, if you would take us right back to the beginning and tell us what life was like for you as a little girl growing up. <laughs> so going back 41 years ago, because that's my age, I'm the third of four children. Uh, we are three girls and one boy, and I'm the third girl. My mother tells me all the time that I was born in a beautiful sunny uh, Sunday. 
So I do believe that's why I'm always happy and always positive because it was really sunny. She said it was an amazing April day. So that potentially has influenced positively the way how I see life and how I really love the day and love to wake up in the morning full of energy. So I grew up in a very conservative family, uh, to be quite honest, uh, full of love, as it could not be the other way around, but obviously very conservative. And this has been, I think, one of the points that make me such a determined person. It's because my father's family was really that women were here just to marriage and get children. So a woman was not allowed to study or to work in, in our family. So we made the difference, myself and my sisters, we were the three first women in the family allowed to study and work. And so this is something that always uh, spotted me a lot about um, fighting for ourselves and a big thank you to my mother, who was actually a big warrior to defend her daughters and the, the right of them to study. And we were talking about Portugal, a European country, and I was born in 81, so things were not as that conservative, but families were really, and this is the first lesson I took in my life, that is something that you don't see, but it does exist, and that can become a barrier. So pay attention to the invisible barriers that you find in your life, personal, professional, because sometimes they are the ones who are blocking you to move forward. And there's always a way to, to make it. It's always possible. It's always possible for you to, even sometimes without knowing, but you do actually overcome it. And so just keep up going if you believe in yourself. Follow your instincts. And that's something that I have always been doing. Um, even studies. My studies were an instinct because my big dream was to be a vet. I always wanted to be a vet, uh, specializing turtles because that's my favorite animal, as you will know. And, um, and then by accident, really by accident, I joined on a management college and I did social organizational psychology because that was my fifth option as I didn't get the grade I need to join a veterinarian in the first four options. So I decided to go to the, to the university to start this, this, uh, this degree. But with the perception that I was about to repeat all the exams because I wanted to go to vet. But then I completely fall in love with, with all the training, with all the teachers, with all the, the social uh, commitment, propose, identity, how people can influence people, how things work on corporate business, about people. So management creates money to give money. And this organizational psychology degree was how can people create more money with motivation, with influence. With so and I said, wow, this exists. I was not aware that this exists. And then I completely fell in love. And then I never stopped from there. So I think I'm really lucky from all the challenges that I, I, I faced and all the nice people I met that were really role models to me and I got some good role models during my path. But I think that nothing happens by accident and uh, of course I would be a great veterinarian if I was a vet today, but I, I'm really lucky to, to have this, this new other, it's like a tree when you just follow one path and I followed a different path from the vet and that makes me to be, uh, I think as, as um, grateful as I am today of everything I achieved and conquered. Absolutely. And it's taking those decisions at those moments, mm -hmm. but not just taking them with resentment because we didn't get the choice that we wanted or it wasn't the thing that we thought we would go to, but it's taking that choice and going for it, really, really going for it, picking up the ball and running. It's true. And that's what you were so powerful at. It's the intuition. We all have intuition and we should always listen to our intuition. And it has been tough to learn to follow my intuition because sometimes I'm also very rational and my intuition um, does, is not aligned with my, with my rational thinking. And I always follow the rational thinking. Like It's like when you use Waze or, or something of Google Maps in your car and it says to you to go to one way and you say, you're wrong, I'm going on the other direction. And then you're wrong. <laughs> so he was right. It's exactly sometimes the same example I have in my mind. And, um, and I have been learning that I must follow my intuition. And when I start looking back to these last 23 years that I have been working and, and joining these professional business areas, um, Every time I got tough, but really successful, it was because I listened 
my intuition. So listen to your intuition as well. It's there to help you. I think that's such great advice. And I would feel also from my life story that following your gut instinct, your intuition, usually you won't go too far wrong, will you? But it's having that bravery to hear the call of your intuition and to take the necessary steps. It is. It is, Tracy. It's also obviously something related to your uh, inner way of being. Um, I have always been very competitive. I have always been very, um, uh, I like success. I like to have things done, but not from others' point of view, from my own point of view. I, I like to see everything well done from my quality perspective. Even if sometimes people said that was not good, they will see that probably it was not good for them, but in certain point, by some reasons, it was good for me and it was enough for me. So that, I think that's another thing. Um, don't listen too much what the other people think. If it is good and, and enough for you, if it makes you happy, it's because it's right. Um, and, and it doesn't mean that all the other people has the power to judge whatever we dress, we look like, we speak on the way we speak, on the choices we do, because it's our life. It's like John Bon Jovi sings, and I love that song as well. It's my life. So it's time for us to actually manage our life as it's the only one we'll get. So let's do our best to make it really, really nice. I love the the link into the Bon Jovi song. It's it really does bring that point home, doesn't it? But you're so right that very often we feel that we have to keep pleasing everybody, and it's okay if you can please other people as long as it's staying true to you. But it's when we start feeling, I oh, I can't do the thing I want to do or feel I should be doing because I have to please everybody else. That's the problem. So you're absolutely right, it's making those decisions that sometimes you have to be okay with not pleasing everybody else because you know you're following the right path for you. Yep. Yeah, true. And, and I can share with you the example uh, in a very, um, it was a shared situation that we both had that when I moved to Barclays Bank, when I started working at Barclays Bank in Portugal, my father was very proud of me because on those times, banking was a secure area. It was a, a long life term employee. So uh, my father was actually very proud that I joined banking. Um, and then four years after, I decided to leave. I got an invitation to start my career on the technology side and I decided to go. And like I always do, I make my decisions, I solve things. And then I call mom, dad, I have something to tell you but it's not a problem. I got already the solution. So this is how I always managed my life. Whenever I tell someone a problem or a situation, I always have the solution. Otherwise I keep it for myself until I have the solution. And I do this even today with everyone. And my father was really, really mad with me because how was that be possible that I would change a fixed and very uh, well seen employee, um, a job like like being in the banking and an English bank and so on. I said, but I'm, I feel I need to change something inside me. And I was very good at Barclays. I have a great career in front of me, but I felt that no, no, you should move. You should you should do this. You should take the chance. You should risk because it's a technology company, Italian, a different culture. You'll be managing several multiple customers. It will not be only one internal customer. So you will grow, you will learn, it will be tough and so on, so on. And I said, no, I wanna do this. And then six months later, we all know what started to happen to the banking. And, uh, and thank God I moved. And my father tells me a lot that I teach him, I, I taught him very, uh, some lessons in life. But one of them is that there is no such thing anymore as a long-term security job. And that he, he learned to trust on what we decide because we know what's the best for our lives and not them. And this is a very important thing for me to hear because obviously I love my father, he's my best friend and he's very important. But it's good to know that he's always flexible as well mentally to understand that it's not because of the age that he has and everything that he lived, he knows what I'm, I need to do to my life. He trusts that I make the best decisions on my life, whatever they are. 
And so that's a, that's the beauty of um, of doing the things that you do need to do, and you do actually comply to what makes you feel okay with it, mm. and don't don't break to the other people's opinion. You're so right, and it can be very hard when it's family members because your family members know you as their little girl or their younger sister or something, you know, or the the little sister that they pushed around as as you do in childhood. So it can be very, very hard for them to sometimes accept us as grown up women in our own right that can make powerful decisions and stand by them. Whether the decisions work out right or wrong, you're ready to accept that and yeah. go with it. So it can be hard for the people that have known you since childhood to see you make a radical decision in their eyes, can't it? Yes, yes. And, and that's give you confidence as well. Yes. have someone that in that moment it was really tough to make my father agree with the change I decided to do and then later on having my father saying I'm really proud about what you did the risks you took and how you move forward against everyone and, and everyone's opinion that that gives you confidence and then that's when you start to build your brakes so you start to build your castle uh, we have a very a very famous Portuguese author that says um, stones in the way it's not a problem. I will build my own castle with those stones. And that's exactly the metaphor that I think we should do with every stones that we found in the way. They're there obviously for a reason. And, uh, but if we follow your instinct and if you do believe on, on, your, on your capabilities, uh, be humble. I think it's important, right? And, uh, and I have been learning that, that being honest, being faithful to yourself and being humble is super important as well to overcome these challenges. Um, I love what you said about the castle. I'm writing it down here. It is, it is. I'll give you the name of the author. It's an amazing Portuguese author. That is beautiful. That really is. Uh, but that resilience that you have inside of you to take decisions. And I love your technique of I understand the problem. I'm going to find out all I can about the problem. I'm going to find the solutions. And I'm going to make my decision and then I'm going to share it with people because guess what happens when you start sharing it too often you get too many opinions and then you become beholden to pleasing everybody and they're all giving advice and it doesn't always feel right for you but you feel stuck in a position that you have to please them so it's a very powerful way to do it now People might say, yes, but where do you get that advice from? Are you shutting out the whole world? Well, no, you're not. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you made that powerful decision for yourself before you then announced it to your family? Yes. Um, what happened in this particular situation also happened when I decided to buy my first house, when I buy my second house, or to move to SAP because I also joined SAP or then moving to Ernst & Young. And now on my daily basis, uh, whenever I have problems because obviously managing four teams and having a lot of things, we do counter a lot of challenges and I need to find solutions. So normally it's, um, we need, to, oh Tracy, you taught me a wonderful sentence that I use all my life. And that's the only answer I can give you. Go slow to go fast. Do you remember that? Yes. Talk me this. And I tell this all the time to all my customers in all my workshops and to all my teams. If we don't stop and think, we will not do it right. So go slow at the beginning. Think, study, do research, test. Don't make decisions whenever you're too much happy or too much sad or, or whatever. Don't, don't sleep over things. And then the next day, your first idea when you wake up, that starts to give you a path, that starts to give you an answer. So go slow, even if you don't have time, but don't matter, you'll have the time. Go slow and then you'll go fast. I love it. Exactly the thing I have been doing since I met you because you taught me this, Tracy. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this sentence, but we used to work to use it a lot. And it's really, it's really the technique I use. So of course, we have there are problems and problems, and according to that, sometimes without letting people know that I found this problem or I'm trying to deal with this problem, I do my research. 
I speak with other people, um, out of the box people. So the Blue Ocean Strategy for me, it's one key. It was one of the books that most um, uh, actually um, highlighted me about how easily we can see the half full glass and not empty. So speaking with other people, trying to see different examples, reading, hearing podcasts, speaking with people, uh, dinners on Saturday, speaking about things that doesn't are related at all with the problem I have. And then at 4 a.m. in the morning, I woke up and that's it. At 4 a.m. in the morning with absolutely no reason for waking up at that time. And it comes and then don't make the decision in the immediate, give a little bit more time and that, that becomes to sort it out. And then it's the willing to take the risk because sometimes you don't find the right solution. Sometimes you just find something that you put in a balance and you think, okay, both are worst, both are very bad, which is the less worst. <laughs> so you just choose the one and then you just continue to amend and, and to correct and to, and to make it work because at the end, it's, it really makes work. And whenever I don't follow the go slow to go fast, that's when I have the biggest problems after to solve. It's so true. It really, really is so true. And when we make decisions in very heightened situations, whether it's our own emotional state, like you said, if you're if you're too happy, you're you're kind of ignoring some of the pitfalls, perhaps, or if you're too low, too sad, you're focused only on that. So you've got to kind of wait for that emotion to pass. Mm -hmm. or a moment even I mean you may not get all the emotion to pass but you need to get yourself into a little moment of clarity where you're not making decisions based on that but also often we find that when we have to make quick decisions it's because other people mm -hmm. are pushing us to make a decision but it's okay to say no it is. Make a decision when I am ready but then the flip side of that is when we don't make a decision and we stay where we are in a place that we know is not fitting quite right anymore, whether that's a job or a career or a relationship or a house, when we stay where we are, when we know it's not right, we're actually moving backwards. Yeah. We should take care of ourselves because going back to places where we were brave enough to overcome it's really really risky so um we should have the awareness of the battles that we won with ourselves and with others like friendships that really disappointed us or um a manager relationship that was not as that confident as we should whatever is the situation we need to build our structures Okay, we, whatever it is, we need to find our four pillars because that's how we can stand up. It's the four pillars, whatever they are. Uh, there's no magical name for those pillars. Each one of us needs to find their own. And we should always protect those pillars. And going back to a, a toxic relationship or going back to... Uh, a, a former employee a job that we had where, where we were so happy I don't think that will work to be honest I don't think because what we live it's it's unique in that time frame time does not go back so feelings and sensations and impressions and things that you are able to live for the first time will not be relived this mm -hmm. is not a movie <laughs> we would love to be a movie even a movie when we see some, some good actions that make us an impression, we cannot have the repeated sensation when we see it twice or, or third or whatever, how many times we do see it, even the great movies. But, um, but it's important that we do become loyal. We do protect ourselves. We should take care of ourselves. So don't expose yourself again to situations that you know they were harmful, that you know that they are risky and that they can jeopardize completely all the work you have been doing to grow and to create your four pillars that will bring you stability, peace, uh, confidence in yourself, and to be honest, love yourself. If you're okay with yourself, whatever you are, fat, not fat, beautiful, big, small, whatever, it doesn't care, you are who you are. So if you are okay with you, 
things will start being completely more easy with you. So accept as you are. And if you don't like the person who you are, work to solve it because there are many people there to help you to find yourself in so many different ways. Don't give up. And, and that's the big message that sometimes I don't understand is people are always talking about change. Things need to change. They delegate the change. Don't delegate. Be yourself a change agent. Mm. Why not? Um, otherwise, it will not change. So it's important that we do not put in jeopardy um, the old places where we were happy. Memories are there for a reason, and it is to give us the energy that we need to come over the future, not the past. The past is there already, and memories are that secret, secret spot that we should always keep in ourselves to give you the power to overcome um, the missing feeling of someone or the missing feeling of a professional concretization. Uh, and memories are there to remember us that we were able one day, so we will be able even more in the future. So don't go back, go forward. Forward, love that. And it's so important because very often we do get stuck or hung up on thinking about the past. And that's what stops an awful lot of people from making decisions and moving on into the next thing in life. But staying stuck in the past doesn't actually help you to solve it because you can't change it. The only thing you can change about the past is what it means to you. Yeah. You can't actually change the events that happened, but you can take the lesson from it and you can decide to do it differently from here on. Yes. But you can't change the past. so dwelling on it and staying in the past is never going to be productive it's never going to get you somewhere different and and they always say that if you want something different you have to do something different so it's never going to be enough to just think i wish i had a better yeah. job i wish i had the career that i wanted instead of the one i've got i wish i had a wonderful relationship but i don't there's no point in just wanting it no you've got to actually take action yes make it happen and this people often talk about the law of attraction mm. of course it is so true and so vital the law of attraction it works all the time but people get a little bit confused about it in thinking that the law of attraction is about just wanting the thing and if i want it enough it will fall into my lap no it won't it won't just fall into your lap you have to want it be able to visualize it know what the steps are to take to get there and start taking the steps. Definitely, Tracy, I don't believe in that. Uh, I respect people who do believe on that and who, who can give me examples about the law track, but that's not a, my 41 years experience. I never had anything like that. All I had was uh, achievements come from a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, a lot of persistence. I need to be persistent really persistent because it's not easy uh, and it's not a lucky thing. Uh, sometimes you go, oh, I don't have any luck. Luck gives a lot of work. So it's not a luck issue. It's an issue of you going slow to go fast. We can do it, but we need these 10 fingers. We need these two hands, two eyes, two ears. We need everything working perfectly and balanced. That's why I was spotting, spotting a lot the importance of yourself being okay with your own. Because if you're not okay with your own, you will not be okay anywhere in the world. Um, whatever the continent you'll be moving or whatever the, the times you try to change, you will have yourself. So we need to actually work and things will not come by because the moon is full today. No, that, that I don't believe in that, <laughs> to be honest. I, I respect who, people who do that, but no, I have... You know, Tracy, the best thing that we have in life is the ability to choose. We make decisions. We choose to be as we are. We choose to be stopped or we choose to move forward. We choose to stay or we choose to go. We always choose. And people don't understand that they are choosing. The choice is the best willing that we have in life. And be careful because that's a very powerful. <laughs> that's superpower, really. And the choice is something that it's inevitable and that um, could actually make the change. I love that. I, I completely agree with you on choice. And when we give our choice away to other people, we're giving away our power. Mm -hmm. We're 
avoiding our own accountability, our own responsibility for our decisions. But therefore, we also don't get to enjoy all the benefits when we do make our choices. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned, Inej, that it hasn't always been easy. It isn't always perfect. Can you take us through any scenario, any example where it, things weren't so easy, things weren't so perfect? And how did you overcome that? How did you deal with that situation? Well, I could give you a lot of examples, to be honest, because uh, uh, I don't believe the attraction of, of, the, of the things, but sometimes it feels like I attract the most difficult things, to be honest. Uh, but I think that's the adventure spirit that I, I have in myself that's actually positioned um, in challenges that I, I, I'm not prepared to go to. And I think that has the, that's the main uh, consistent situation that I have been seeing is that when some certain challenges uh, appear to me and I'm not ready for them, but I say yes. And then I say, oh God, I said yes, but I'm not ready. Okay, but I said yes. Okay, so let's go. <laughs> let's think and let's do. And then we start having experience and the experience is also good because there are some decisions that 15 years ago could take me time to, to make. And now, according to my experience, it's easy. It's funny. I, sometimes I laugh with myself. It's funny to see how we can now make some decisions so quicker uh, due to experience, due to the things that we have been seeing and, 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 and learning. Um, from a professional point of view, I think that since I moved to, to the Italian company uh, from uh, after Barclays, things have been very intense in terms of difficulty of challenges, in terms of, uh, of opportunities I have been given. Um, I remember very well of going to, um, to Paris because I was called to an emergency meeting from the management of the company because the Italian company was sold to a French company. And so the new CEO of the French company wanted to speak to me. And I remember perfectly doing the trip that was booked from a Friday to a Monday. So it was very critical, the, the meeting to happen. And I remember thinking all the travel that they're going to close, they're going to dismiss everyone. I'm going to an employment. My father was right. Oh boy, what am I going to do now? And then when I arrived to that meeting, the CEO asked me a challenge if I could be uh, the managing director of the French company in Portugal uh, for one year with the certain conditions that it will be uh, on, on a testing perspective from her. But if in one, if in 12 months I would given back everything I had to, according to the managing director position, I would continue this and the company will continue to that in Portugal office. I remember to say immediately yes. Yes, we can do that. Yes. And then I remember going back to Portugal and hearing the noise of my knees backing into each other. I said, oh God, what have I done? What have I done? How am I going to do this? And it, it's easy to overcome um, uh, this situation when you start thinking, my first thought is, I'm not alone. Okay, maybe I don't know how to do it, but this is always a, a circumstance that I have, even on the other challenges I have been taking, the first thing I think is I'm not alone. I have a team. I have people. So they will be my arms. They will be my legs. They will be my ears. They will be everything for me to, to put the strategy in place. So, and even when I am alone, that's the first thing I have to do, find a team. Because they're not able to do it alone. Mm. Professional. You need to have someone, you need to have a network, you need to have partners, you need to have a team, you need to have an anchor, you need to have someone that actually is there for you. So that's good to know that you're not alone because Tracy, we are not superwoman or supermans. And sometimes when we take too much on our own, that's also a mistake. So, um, so I always think in this way, who is there that can support me? Uh, on the strategy I'm going to take. And then it's the exercise about thinking, how am I going to solve this? So where do I want to go? And then sometimes the exercise I start doing is the exercise of day three of the workshops that we used to do on re-engineering. That is, the sky is the limit. Imagine you have no budget problems, no people problems, no limitations, no law issues, you have nothing. What would be the dream that you would create. 
and I just designed the dream. Then I come back to the earth and I say, okay, it's not possible to have the dream, but there are some clouds on the dream that I can create. And that's how the strategy starts to move forward. So I use this technique a lot, a lot uh, and even in my personal life. And that's how things start moving forward. And then it takes time. The only problem here that I'm not yet able to fix is time. Because whenever you grow in your career to companies that are very competitive, that time is actually money, sometimes you don't have time to put this kind of strategy in place because it will take you so long to take the results according to the need. So they need in three months results. And this technique can take nine months. And that's a risk to make people believe. So what you have to do, communicate, be transparent, share the strategy. Here's some advices sometimes, but bring people along to the commitment, bring people along to the purpose, show them the light and they all see the path they have to do to go to the light. Uh, make people trust in you and people trust if you're honest, if you're transparent, if you're there, if you're really, really a transformative leader, people will follow you. And, and that's how I have been overcoming. So my first learning was on this French company. My second learning was on the German company that I joined it. And six months after they just uh, extinct the role that I was giving. And I said, what am I going to do six months after? Am I going to leave this company or what to do? And so I just decided to move forward. Let's work. Work, 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 go slow to go fast. Okay, I'll pick HR. HR is my comfort zone. I know how to do it. Okay, but this is technology HR. Okay, no problem. There's a huge company. So the blue ocean, I'm not alone. They have accounts. They're built by segments. So if I just start speaking to the right people, he's the resistant people. So I'm not going there now. I'm going to the collaborative people first. So to do your analysis, build your strategy. Then the influencing process starts to go along and et cetera, et cetera. And um, that's how I always overcome. And the good thing today, that I'm only 41, I'm very young, but the good thing today is that whenever I find challenges that are overwhelming my, my head about, oh boy, this is the first time I'm going to make it, I use my memories. But you made it so well in the past, you made it so well with other people, you will make it this time as well. Go girl, you, you can do it. And, and that's how I, I, I find myself. I'm being quite honest with you. I don't know if that was the answer that you should. Uh... I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's it absolutely wonderful. Um, learning from your own experiences and becoming your own cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of the, the brilliant pieces in there is I'm not alone because that is the block for so many people in so many ways, uh, whether it's people who start to succumb into anxiety and depression yeah. or fear within their career, fear within their job, fear within their relationship. It's the feeling of being alone. And we reinforce it by telling ourselves, I am alone in this. I am on my own. And when we reinforce those words, that becomes our truth. So you were doing the opposite. You were diffusing that by saying, you know what? I'm not on my own. There is a team of people here to help me. There are people here that will be my arms, my legs, my eyes, my ears. I have people that are going to work with me and we will do this together. So I'm not on my own. That's so powerful. It's so important. And to know that you're not on your own is vital. And most cases, we are not on our own. Even when we're telling ourselves, I am alone, if we just stop ourselves in that moment and say, hang on a minute, I'm not on my own. I have a friend. I have a colleague. Maybe I have a colleague and I don't have a lot of friends, but maybe I can go and talk this problem through with my colleague, even if they're not yet a friend. I am not alone. Find a way to not be alone in it. Yeah. And do you know to whom I must say thank you about this automatic mindset I have? Who? <laughs> to Teresa, Joana, and Miguel, my two sisters and my brother. Because my mother, she had in five years, the four children. So we are very close. Uh, we, have, we, we are very close in terms of, and they were my first team in my life. 
They were, because times were tough and uh, we had to split everything. We have to share everything, not only toys, but even books, schools, clothes, everything. We had to share. It was for children. It was not easy on the 80s for children. My father was the only one working. And uh, they were my first team, my first awareness that together we are much more than alone. And I remember, Tracy, that whenever there was a problem at home that we broke something and my father called us all before in line and said, who did it? Zip it. Mm. Who did it? Zip it. So it means that my father always say, if you don't say who did it, you all go the, the floor for grant and we all go the floor for, for punishment. One for all, all for one. And that's how I grew up. This is my automatically mindset. It's one for all and all for one. That's amazing. I love that. So you learned to be a team player very early on. Very early on, yeah. And that is such a powerful learning, isn't it? Because so many people don't feel part of a team or don't like to play as part of a team, particularly in their jobs, in their careers. They tend to focus only on them. And it is important to focus on your job, your delivery, on your career, on your next move, that's very important, but you don't ever get to do it very well if you're not a team player with others. No. You have to respect even, even the competition. Mm. Everyone underestimates the competition. I'm always telling that to everywhere. Whenever we do an account planning or whatever, and say, what about the competition? And say, what about? You need to know everything about the competition, even more than you need to know about your customer. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. So that, that's true. Even the competitors, you need to bring them on board. You, meet, you need to know everything. Mm. And it's not easy, obviously, but, um, but it's, it's feasible. <laughs> not easy, but feasible, doable, and within your control. Yes. We tend to think that a lot of things are outside of our control that are actually within our control. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And there are times that you lose control, obviously, yes. And what's the problem? It's just a moment. Yeah. I'll come back again on track. Yeah. So don't make the decisions in the heat of the moments. No. Let that blow over. Make your decision and be good with it. Yeah. But realize that you're not on your own. That somehow you are always able to gain the support of other people. You know, Tracy, we have some positive engines and some negative engines in our lives. So there are things that uh, makes the stress positive whenever we are managing stress. And that create, that's, that positive stress creates you uh, efficiency, innovation. Uh, I, I love to work under stress. My results when I have only two days to deliver something or one day or one hour is not that I will never deliver such a good thing if I had a full week. That's mm. how I am. It's different from person to person. But what you need to know is what are your positive engines and your negative engines for stress management that actually can block you to move forward. Um, and if you do this list about, okay, a positive engine for me whenever I'm stressed is to hear music, to drink a jasmine tea, to go for a walk, uh, to go to the gym, to eat some chips, Whatever it is, your positive engine that balances again the stress to the level that you need to continue to go forward. But if continuing to um, work a lot of hours, emails, um, highlighted on the phone, uh, whatever, a dog barking, whatever, just find a list of your positive engines, find a list of your negative engines, and work them in your life. Having a, a nice candle settle up that's a positive engine for me so whenever I'm doing home office I always have a candle here with me because that helps me it's not there I'm not seeing it but it's there so it's a positive because I have a lot of things to do a big agenda and so on and a lot of of responsibilities and get your positive uh, engines as well close to you because they will also are some tools that will help you to manage your small things in life that really stresses you and sometimes blocks you to move forward um, there are some days just close the laptop. Tomorrow's another day. You'll be thinking better on tomorrow. But but I have a lot of things to do. Don't worry. Close your. Are you? Sure? I'm sure. Close your laptop. Today it's day to close the day. Tomorrow it's another day. Things will be fresh. Nothing better than a good a good morning. So and and it works and it works and it's good to see that people actually benefit with these small small uh, techniques 
that actually help them to improve and to grow. But you're you're so absolutely right. Positive engines. I've never heard it put that way, and I love it. I have a positive engine right here, which is always near me, my hand cream. <laughs> exactly. It's a small, easy thing. Another positive engine is right here. Lip balm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> small things, but I feel comforted yeah. knowing that they are within reach. And when I'm feeling stressed or something, I take a little moment out, put the hand cream on, and somehow things feel better. Why not? Why not? Yeah. So surround yourself with your positive engines. Find out what they are. And just entitle yourself to have your positive engines. Yeah. Love that so much. So lovely, Inish, tell me what's coming next for you? What are your big dreams? Big dreams. I'm a dreamer. Uh, so I, I love to dream. I need to have always dreams. Otherwise, life will not make any sense at all. So I need to have dreams. Um, oh, personally, I will share with you. I would love to be a mom. So it's in my it's in my dream to become a mom one day because uh, for me it makes total sense. And I think that there's no point in my life um, if I'm not get the chance to bring a child that will be so much better than I am, and so more full of love. And I just hope to give that child all the conditions and all the the good learnings that my mother and my father had the chance to give to me. So definitely that's one dream and it's a very special dream for me, to be honest. So I feel completely comfortable to share that with you. Um, in terms of professional, well, I'm having a, an amazing challenge. I love working at UI, to be honest. It has been one of the most challenging um, professional uh, situations I have been dealing with, but amazed, amazed. I'm, I'm completely in love with the company and with, with everything I'm being able to do, with the teams I'm being able to build and with the purpose uh, that I do actually have a fit about the company itself. So obviously I would love to become a partner because it's a great achievement to become a partner, not because of the title. It doesn't care. I don't care about the title. It's about how much and many things I can do different and contribute if I get uh, in a partner situation, not only to the teams, but as well as all the network that we are working with, all the customers, all the innovation, all the space, all the decisions, all the strategy. So how good could be to continue to contribute to the growth of this great HR because People Advisory Services is an HR stream and service line that we have very dedicated and specialized. And it will be a nice to, from that path, always continue to learn. I would love to do an MBA because I think I, I really need to study, to go study back again. It's another dream I, I, I want is to get back and study to do a lot of other things about, to do research. Uh, I would love to do research again. So thank God I'm going to live until 100 years, like all my turtles that I'm in love with, because I need time to do all the things I have to do. And who knows if I would not become a vet even one day, who knows? <laughs> you will see. I know it was your big dream to become a vet and you will in your 90s. Yeah. Going back because you will finally have time to do it. You will go back and study and become a vet. Um, that will be amazing. You have so many things ahead of you, Anish. And if anybody is going to achieve it, it's you. Oh, thank you so much, Teresa. I hope so. Oh, you have so much to, to share and to offer. And I know that the teams that are working for you and with you are so lucky to have you there, that you are not only helping the business, you are changing lives of the people that you work with and finding joy in their careers, in their jobs, in their daily lives and shifting their mindset as well as the work that you do. And it's such a powerful combination. It's one that you are particularly brilliant at. Thank you so much. Uh, I love my teams. I'm super lucky. I have uh, two teams in Portugal, another team in Angola and another team in Mozambique. Angola and Mozambique are tough countries in terms of social uh, challenges. And uh, you have to open your mind when you work on those markets with local teams and with local te um, uh, customers. Um, it's different. And, and some, whenever I, I travel a lot and whenever I come back, I come back very tired, but very full. Uh, full in my heart, full in my new experiences 
full in every way. So I'm very grateful for that as well, because that's a, a great, a great teaching and a great lessons learned every time I go there, because I'm being completely honest. I really love what I'm doing and I'm really enjoying a lot what I'm learning. And the good thing is that I choose to be here. So I will continue to be here until this is my choice. Whenever someday something change and it's not my choice anymore, I'll change. So that, that's the brilliant and the most thing that gives me really peace is mm. that I'm here by choice. Of course, they choose me as well, obviously, and I'm grateful for that because they contact me one day. There was a, a headhunter that called me saying that I have the right challenge for you. She was right, uh, but I also choose and I choose to continue here. I choose to be here. And I, I just hope I can choose for many more years. I love it. Making brilliant choices. Well, you know, may you continue to make brilliant choices and continue to lift up the people around you the way you always do. They are so lucky to have you there. And I am looking forward to the next time I get back over to Lisbon for us to enjoy some more croquetas together. <laughs> please do come i'm waiting for you for a long so don't take that long time. okay come back we will make it happen uh, but Ines, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your journey and your limitless potential and all the things that make you so incredible thank you so much so tracy thank you to you because i met you in a very um special moment in my life, uh, especially when I was learning a lot. You were one of my role models at that time because you were completely different from uh, the status and the culture that I was living in Portugal. And you with your brilliant ideas, with your way of working, with the good thoughts and the good things you taught me, you were actually one of the key persons in my life. And as you could see, completely uh, uh, not studied, I, I recall a lot of, of learning that I got from you and from those beautiful moments that we do create change in, in, in our areas, in our teams, in our business processes. And it was the, the best times. So thank you so much for that. Uh, so without you knowing, you were already using your limited potential with other people. You, you were already contagious people on the positive way and on a way that actually creates us the awareness and the confidence that yes, we can. So that's what you taught me is that under, under everything and you know the pressures we had, you know the challenges I had at that moment and you always make me believe and to move forward. So I trust that you'll do a wonderful work now with all this, your project and with all this, your persistence as well, because you know what you have to do, you know what you have to help. And uh, thank you so much for doing that. We all need you and thank you very much for that. Oh, Ines, um, thank you, I'm, I'm embarrassed. Um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> no more blusher required today. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. Um, we will we will share croquettas again soon. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Inish, thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners. I'm so glad that you've joined us today to hear from Inish, how she has lived her amazing life, how she makes her choices and how she taps into her limitless potential. So thank you for joining us and I look forward to welcoming you all back again another time for another amazing dose of inspiration and limitless potential. See you soon.